Today is Thursday, September 25th, 2008, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje. Tonight, uh, we'll be discussing Our Lady of Medjugorje's September 25th, 2008 message to the world through Maria, and a lot of topics we're going to cover in the next hour. So we ask that you, in these next moments, open your heart to Our Lady, the Queen of Peace, and now we give to you our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, we'll begin with prayer. We cover this in God's grace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, you have told us that you would intercede before God for all of our intentions, and you've also told us through the messages that we must pray to comprehend the profoundness of the message. And as such, we ask that you give that to us tonight as our Queen of Peace. Amen. amen. Well, Yet again, another 25th has come, and as we've spoken before, they've got a saying in Medjugorje uh, about the 25th, and that was preceding the apparition. There was an old saying about the 25th, and we have what's going on is, is another history, a historic day in, in the events of this apparition, and that is that I already gave another message for the world, and these messages are, are for the purpose of leading us through the time of trial, through a time of grace, in, in the immediacy, and a time of trial later, and even through the time of the Antichrist. There's no way that God could be invested 27 years now without this being in preparation for that time to come of the Antichrist, and we're not making any predictions if that's now or if that's 200 years from now. One thing's for certain. These messages will be used in that term preceding that and through the time of the Antichrist to help the Christians make it, to help them have fiber and strength. We don't have that now to live through the time of the Antichrist. I'm convinced this is not the time of the Antichrist, but I'm not convinced that there's not uh, an Antichrist spirit. We see that. We have an Antichristian spirit in the world today with saltiness on, on all levels and winning in many ways. But there again, Our Lady gave us that one hope on January 1st um, 2000, I think it was, to, to Mariana, or maybe just a few days before that. Um, I think maybe it could have been the 25th right before that, where you have a new possibility for peace this next century. Uh, that was given when we didn't know when the year 2000, 1999 changed to 2000, what all would be happening. And so that gives a clue that this time is that God's given us is a period of 
of building fiber, of learning to be saints underneath, and, and, a, and a renaissance, you might want to say, of, of sainthood. Uh, these messages are going to lead to that. And so the church is being renewed, and with the, the message is to, is to lead us that. Uh, I'll read the message. Joan is not with us tonight. She's in Medjugorje. And so uh, it's just Riaz and, and I here with you. And so it'll be... Um, She's there listening to us. I know at 2 o'clock in the morning, Medjugorje, because we just spoke. But nevertheless, the message today for the world, September 25th, 2008. Dear children, may your life anew be a decision for peace. Be joyful carriers of peace. And do not forget that you live in a time of grace in which God gives you Great graces through my presence. Do not close yourself, little children, but make good use of this time and seek the gift of peace and love for your life so that you may become witnesses to others. I bless you with my motherly blessing. Thank you for having responded to my call. And there again, to read the message for son of the even those who are distractors of Medjugorje or who go with a ho-hum attitude. Yeah, a lady just gave another message. Even those people who follow a lady but are not interested in the message because they seem to have this redundancy or this superficiality that they can't penetrate any deeper into because it's oh, he's speaking just nice. She's just speaking kind of fluffy to us. And yet Our Lady says, you do not comprehend my messages. You must pray to comprehend. You must pray to understand the profoundness of them. And this is no different. It might be said that where Our Lady repeats herself, which she does, but, but then she doesn't because there's something in this message that's different than what she said before. And only you can find that for yourself because this message is given to you as an individual. But really what struck me in this message was Our Lady says, seek the gift of peace and love for your life so that you may become witnesses to others. But the, the key thing, seek the gift of peace. Peace is just not there. Peace must be created. Yes, peace can't be made by man, but the environment around that, the preserved peace, must be created. And that's created through the structure of the messages. And I can see in this message our whole walk 21 years of even building a community of the life we have here. When it says, may your life anew be a decision for peace. You have to make a decision for peace. And there's this life that we've done in doing so that, that our life, our daily life, when we wake up in the morning, we go, our kids walk to school. They never get on a public road. All the roads are within the framework of the community here on the grounds. As they walk, you know, they don't hear the traffic. There's not horns blaring, horns blaring. There's not sirens running. There's not waiting at the bus stop. Our kids walk to the school. We're walking with them. We see them. They see us. If we pray in front of, our, in front of the tabernacle or outside the tabernacle, we see them do the Pledge of Allegiance in front of the school. There's, there's a contact within this little oasis of peace that Our Lady developed through us making a decision for that. And our first made a decision in my own family that it's after peace, which meant I had to change things. And so there's a a fluff side to this. Most people read and have this concept of peace and what it is, and it's just 
so nice and so cozy. And if you and people come here sometimes, you know, they mesmerize about how we live. Because the kids go to school, the bells ring. We come out of our our places of work in the tabernacle, out in the fields, or where are the workshops, St. Joseph's shop, wherever we might be. We come out and we all trail down from different trails. There'd be four or five different directions from houses, from this, from the moms. And the rosary bells are ringing, the school kids come out, and we all gather there uh, in the field for the rosary. And you see that and say, what a peaceful life. It is. It's a peaceful life. And so we do the same thing at chapel at 3 o'clock. The kids get out. I heard them today through my office door was open, and, and I was writing something, actually the blue postcard for the message. And, and I hear the kids, the boys, running and screaming and hollering fast down the asphalt trail to the to the field, and I ask uh, Ben, who was I saw later. I said, "What were they? What were they doing?" He says, "They were going to feed." You know, they get out of school, and they're, they're, there was just a joy with them. But this is a life that is a new life, and you, it's easy to sit and say, "Yeah, it's easy for you." I had somebody from New York once tell me, "It's easy for you." No, it wasn't easy for me. No, no, no easier for me than it would be for you, because I had to make a decision, and that decision for peace was not what you might think it is. And, and in that, that building that environment for peace and a prayer structure on life that gave birth to what we had here, we had to be joyful in that. So we can get the concept, okay, make a decision for peace, Elise says, be joyful, carries a peace, and that, that, you know, that means it's just going to be happy. We're going to have peace, so we're just going to be happy. That's not what that means. Our Lady wants you to be joyful, carries the peace, because to establish peace is very, very difficult. The gift is from God, but to maintain it and hold on to it and build a structure and a, a life around peace is a very, very difficult thing to do. You're going to fight some wars. What? Our Lady didn't say nothing about war. Well, she's not going to because she's not coming from a war position. But I can tell you, if you're going to establish peace, you're going to have to establish some wars. You're going to have to put your life into a certain way and a certain structure that war is going to be performed against you because Satan don't want that to happen in the family and anybody that starts on this path of peace is going to have that and I wrote something yesterday that just amazes me I'm, I'm shocked I'm shocked at some of the feedback we got a lot of positive feedback but some of the negative feedback we got shocks me literally shocks me that people are so in the fluff that they can't look at what and go deep and penetrate in the message. What it means, what does peace mean? You know, the cross brought peace. That was very violent. A very difficult thing to establish. It wasn't easy. And so we've got a lot of Medjugorje people out there with this concept of love and peace and you be you and I be me and we're just going to love each other. We're, we're in conflict with systems being set up that... We must confront these things. And yes, you've got to pray before you do. You've got to convert yourself before you do. But it comes a point in time where there's, there's a confrontation. And if you don't have confrontation, you'll never be able to establish peace because there's things in your family, there's things in your life, there's things in your town that does not allow peace. So the first, the first path to understand this message is we need to look at... Well, what is peace? Has a lady ever defined peace? What What is peace in your definition? Well, we don't have to go very far because the lady said February 25th, 1991, God is peace itself. 
So God is peace. So our lady says, may your life anew be a decision for peace. May your life anew be a decision for God. There's people that are not going to want you to decide for God because that means if you change, they might have to change. That brings conflict. The first place it starts is not in your town and not in the people running for office. It's going to start right in your family. And so we got this concept of peace. Oh, yes, this is so sweet. Look at this beautiful little message. Be joyful, carriers of peace. And we'll just go around the merry-go-round and just do it. You know, this is sissified Christianity. And you say, well, what the Spirit of Our Lady said this is beautiful. It is. The Spirit of the Way Our Lady says her message is beautiful because she's beautiful. She is love. She is peace. She represents God, so how can she not be peace? And we have to understand that we live in a world that when we're going to follow her, and when we go through a conversion, we feel this sweetness and everything's beautiful and everything's like this, but this is not the reality. Is Our Lady not being real? No, she, she represents that, just like Jesus did when he came to the earth. But Jesus was preceded by somebody who was very, very rough, John the Baptist, and he was the greatest among all the prophets, the greatest. But he was completely a contrast to Jesus. And he was tough and he was hard. And so we've got to realize that, that there is a toughness to this, that, that peace is not what we think, it's not fluff. And, and Our Lady is not at all what she had walked down Via Della Rosa did anything fluff. But she comes and sees these messages and we read these tones and we think that we can't confront anybody, that we can't, uh, we just got to be witnesses and we got to be tolerable. There's nowhere in scriptures that we got to tolerate the things and the systems that's being set up in society. And there's a real misconception. There's a disconnect. And, and I, what amazed me most yesterday about some of the feedback is we have Medjugorje people who don't get it. You don't get it. You don't understand the message. It's just that simple. Where is their brains? I don't know. I don't know where their heart is. But they want to they want fluff peace. They want everything that, that I'll keep peace. And my son can be doing all this kind of sin or this kind of life and this kind of this. And I'm just going to, okay, honey, okay. You know I love you anyway. Rather than what James Dobson says, kick him out of the house. Oh, I don't, it's not that I don't love you. I love you enough that you can get out of here. You know, and so we have this concept that's false. They, they see these messages and they never penetrate them and they're, and they're beautiful. The messages are beautiful, but you got to penetrate it and you see there's some pretty tough stuff in this thing. So making a decision for peace, Our Lady defines that. Make a decision for peace. And she says, as I quoted already, God is peace itself. That was in 1991. Now, her peace is different from even Jesus' peace when he walked the earth. He was much stronger, but she's a woman. She's a mother, and the world needs this love now because the mother is so our world is so lacking from motherhood now. Society's built a culture where, where motherhood's under attack, under destruction. And so here it is, Our Lady brings this, and, and even she contrasts even Jesus, even though Jesus was a total contrast to John the Baptist. You know, it's the old saying that, that um, you know, when Jesus blocks you from coming in the gates of heaven, uh, in the house of heaven, that you go to the side windows, Mary's got the windows up. You know, so she, 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 she's, she's this way. 
she she's interceding for us and she's asking Jesus not to not to be so um or, or rather not to be not 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 to be so but to be more to, to release the mercy appeal to his mercy to her and for his mother he does it same way he did at the wedding feast of Canaan when he made the wine for her he didn't make it show off a miracle he told her my time's not yet but it showed why is that even in the scriptures it showed the power and influence she has and so we need another a mother we need one with love but we don't need to misunderstand the difficult task of peace and the difficult gift of getting and searching and seeking for peace and really what love is. So we had this concept of what peace is on earth. But what does Jesus say? Jesus says in Matthew, do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. What? This is not my words. This is not interpretation. I'm literally giving you what Jesus said. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. Jesus says, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. That's pretty strong stuff. That's the most caustic. This is Jesus Christ saying this? Yes, it's Jesus Christ saying that. It's in the Bible. Go read it. For all you who people believe fluff. You won't accept these messages fluff. You want nothing tough. You want nothing hard. And you want to say anything when we confront these terrible sins in society. You want to say that's too harsh. Get off of that mentality. You're way off base. Way, way. And not understand who Jesus was or even what Mary's coming for. So Jesus says, not bring man's peace, basically, but a sword. For I've come to set man against his father and a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foe will be those of his own household. He who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he will lose his life for my sake will find it. Well, we say, yeah, but Jesus didn't mean this. Jesus did, Jesus did mean that. And this plays out as a record over and over in Medjugorje because the first place when you start establishing peace, you're going to have difficulties in the family. Not in the town hall, not in Washington, but in the family. So to seek the gift of peace takes prayer. It takes fasting. It takes conversion. It takes witnessing. It takes real love. But that love is not something fluffy. That means when your family and you want to change your life is, is mocking you or don't want to do that way. And we hear this from so many people or they, they're, they're against them. The resistance. You've got to maintain through love and patience. But you've got to purify yourself first. That's pretty tough stuff. To, to get peace and establish it within your heart is very hard to do. You can't do it with that prayer. And you certainly can't do it with that fasting. So when you go to do this, Satan's not going to Accept this. And this will divide the family. And that sword is what Jesus said. It's a sword. It cuts the family in two. And one by one, if you're the witness, they'll come to your way. And then you take your whole family over. You've conquered that through the grace of God and you brought it to peace. So to seek the gift of peace is going to take a lot of work. And so this message, do that. And, and how are you going to do that when you're attacked or your family's against you? You're going to do it joyfully. You're going to carry joy. Are you going to feel like being joyful? If you read this message, be joyful carriers of peace and do not forget that you lie, or rather you live in a time of grace. Oh, this sounds so sweet on the surface. Penetrate the message. 
How many of you have gone into your family and, and tried to live the message without even interfering with them and what resistance you got? It's war. War. As a parent, are you worried about what kind of society your children will live in? No matter how you structure your future, all is at risk. Money won't protect you. Position won't save you. Your children's future is nil. Our nation must change its direction. But what is stopping it? You are. It all depends on you. If you wonder how that can be, you won't after reading Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping, a couldn't-put-it-down book, thrilling, motivating, edge-of-the-seat reading that will change the way you live and change this nation. Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. Order on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or call 205-672-2000. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So we have this in the family of war, and, and don't, don't misinterpret or what I'm saying. You're going to go in there and just wreck and ball and tear things up. Now, we always tell people when you come from Medjugorje and come home, be as the stars in the night who say nothing in the silence, but say everything by their silence. And so it's your witness that's important. But there again, you'll see the sun peace around you. You'll see this, and this will have to settle down. It could take years. But your witness eventually will convert and will change. And if it don't, then give you an excuse. And so I like saying be joyful, carriers, because it's not going to be a joyful job. But she wants you to be joyful Christians. And when, when they know that our members of your family haven't done what they're supposed to or treated you the wrong way, and yet you, they haven't interfered with your inner peace and the joy that you have, what are they going to want? Next time something frustrates them, they're going to think when they're at work, last night how you were when they were jabbing you or there wasn't something done or you had to do some kind of task that wasn't pleasant. Or, or some kind of thing that happened in the family, and you were joyful in the way you carried out, even though it was nothing to be joyful about, and you carried that in your heart, and that peace showed forth, they're going to want some of that. That's what I've told many groups coming back from Medjugorje. I said, when you go home, and your spouse suddenly sees you carrying the garbage out at 10 o'clock at night, and they know for 25 years you've hated that, and you're whistling and singing, they're going to be looking behind the door. I said, what, what, what's wrong with that person? What, what's, what's in them? They're going to want what you got. But that's not a joyful thing necessarily. But you got to be joyful because our lady wants to put that on there. I've I've seen Maria upset, crying, really crying tears about some things that that, that happened. We were together and we walked. She dries her tears. We walked right into the chapel. Uh, some events happened. Where we couldn't even say the rosary. And so we go right into the chapel. Go right in and kneel down. And the way I saw her, and she goes. Almost immediately into apparition, she turns around with this big smile on her face, and she gives her joyful message. Now I know what was going on in her heart. I know the difficulty, and and what was going on even upset me. But here it is: this, this witness of Our Lady, this woman who gives the testament of the woman of Revelation, turns around with immediately a joyful disposition. 
And she wasn't happy. Maria doesn't necessarily get happy from her her problems that might be within her, the framework of, of her life that um, that person comes along and all of a sudden she's in happy in this fluffy mood. No, she, she's not that way. She's not, she don't see these things as fluff. You know, she had a real burden, a real difficult situation. And so she comes out of that. This is 10 years ago, 15 years ago. She comes out of that, but she was a perfect example of what our ladies want to do because people, they needed to see that. They need to see that, and they need to see that in you. So when our lady says, be joyful, carries a peace, the first thing, think, oh, we're just supposed to be, you know, like a TV commercial or Mountain Dew, and they're swimming on, swinging on the, on the, on the, at the swimming hole, and everybody's just laughing all the time, and all the, all the stupid stuff. Where every, magazines, everybody's always got a smile like they were happy. That's not reality. But what Our Lady does want us to have is something that's real, that they know you may be hurting and that you're carrying this burden with a joy. I'm telling you about this because this was a tremendous witness to me, that I've got to carry my, my burden, I've got to carry my crosses with joy. So don't misinterpret that. Don't, don't fluff this out. Don't fluff anything and don't get a misconception uh, of these messages about that's not the spirit of Our Lady, how you write this, what I did yesterday, and this is wrong, and you, you, you know, what, you're just being too, too strong, the tone of this, some of the, some of the feedback. You know, that makes me sick, and your mentality makes me sick. You understand nothing of God, nothing of Our Lady. Our Lady led these people in Medjugorje to, and, and Croatia to a certain thing of prayer, and on the 10th anniversary, a war broke out. With, with atrocious things that happen. And never once did our lady says, oh, don't go fight. Don't, don't do this or don't do that. In fact, I just got something sent to me from Medjugorje yesterday, or today, or actually just an hour ago, that yesterday in Sarajevo, they had their first abominable march. The first time ever in Bosnia. And you know what the people did? They attacked them. They attacked them. They sent some people to the hospital. Oh, God forbid that a Christian or somebody that's got some morals is going to do that. Do you realize that this is not hatred toward an individual? This is a people, a group of people, who are coming to impose something in society that is a dead, dead, abominable sin. It's not that they're trying to be accepted. They're trying to get a certain way accepted in society. You should fight this. You should fight this tooth and nail. And that's part of what my letter was yesterday to our mailist. And I don't apologize for it. It's not against individuals. It's against individuals putting a system to force this down my throat or yours and accept this. Where are we? What was God's principles? You know, even Jesus told them to go out. And he said... Go, go to the homes and to the towns, and those that don't receive you, shake the dust from your feet. He equates something real simple or, or, or uh, profound with that. He says, truly I say to you, well, let me back up so you can hear it. As you enter the house, salute, and if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave the house or town house, our town. He says, truly I say to you, 
it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. And for that sake, it said house to start with, for that house. Now, think about this for a minute. This is Jesus Christ saying this. He sent, the tw- he sent the, them out to do this. He charged them to go to town town. And he just said, just shake the dust from your feet. Not a, not a big penalty. But what the principles of God for this is, just for not receiving the word of Christ, is that the judgment is going to be worse than the day of the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. The day it was destroyed. That's pretty serious stuff. We're not a people that was, is established in a Christianity in the world today. We, that happened 2,000 years ago. We're a people that belong to a nation that is Christian. And we have a people that are imposing abominable things into our schools, teaching first graders, second graders, even, in, even kindergarten kids. They want to teach these things. And we have every means and every right to confront that. And if you think that's too strong or that's not the spirit of the lady, you don't understand the spirit of our lady at all. You know, Joan of Arc was called upon at 12 years of age to be taught how to fight. Her way, she's canonized, she's a saint of the church. Her way was, was beginning with St. Michael the Archangel, saved, saved France. She was risen up for this purpose. That purpose was from God. It's not in question. So much not in question that, that the church canonized her. So don't say that there's not times that God sits there and says, there's times to really get serious about what we do. Uh, I can't blame anybody that has a town that would not defend it from these people that would come and march and do it today because they're not coming and marching. Why are you marching? If you're going to do that, go do that whatever you want to live and somewhere else nobody knows about it. But see, this is where people's mentality is messed up. They're so conditioned by the media and the sources of information that this is not what this is about. It's, it's getting in your face as a Christian. I'm going to be this way, and you are, and I'm, and you're going to be. You're going to have to accept it. See, that's a different thing than an individual who might be messed up, or who don't know the way, or who's lost that we need to pray for. That's not what they're establishing. And again. If nobody knows about it, then who's going to know about it? But this is not what's coming to us. What they did in Sarajevo yesterday and today is we're going to impose this in Sarajevo society. And you are going to accept it. You know, and that's when we as Christians need to stand up. What's my basis for that? The Pope. The Pope himself, Benedict, last year said this. You know, because I wrote yesterday, so forget the judges, forget the courts. At what point do we just sit there and be men and say, enough. We will protect the honor of children. We will protect the honor of women. Men become so feminized, demasculized, that they, they don't stand up anymore. And, and I guarantee you, these, these people in Boston today, there's going to be some second guessing about who's going to be marching tomorrow. Now, as Our Lady Four people attacking other people. I'm not advocating that. I'm not saying that. But Our Lady is certainly for people to stop any system that starts imposing this on that. 
And, and you've got a legal right to do that morally. So where do you take it from here? Well, you can't go do that if you ain't in prayer, if you haven't been fasting, if you haven't converted yourself. In fact, a lot of this is being imposed on us because we aren't converting. And a lot of it is our fault. And we haven't changed. And so, and our small sins, greater sins can flourish. So darkness prevails today because, as I wrote, and look what happened while you're sleeping, and much of the theme of my, my letters to you, you see that, that first we have to change. And once we live the life, and once we've established peace in our place, and once we've, we've purified these things, then we can, we can change society. But, but this stuff's not going to go away. And you, and you differentiate the individual who's trapped in something abominable or lifestyle to what is a system that is being sold that you will accept as a society. We should fight this by whatever means necessary. Period. Whatever means necessary. And that's exactly what Benedict said about Spain. And in Spain, he said that when the adoption laws were coming up for illicit children to be put in illicit marriage unions, he said, defy it. Well, wait a minute. You're going to complain to me and you're going to complain against the Pope? Complain against Benedict because he said that. And he said it rightfully so. And as the vicar of Christ, he's dead on about this. Not because I said that, because it's truth. It's against natural law. And he, only, he actually says that you are to defy this. And not only defy it, he says you have an obligation as a Catholic to do it. As Christians, we have an obligation to defy these things. I tell you, we just read about Sodom and Gomorrah. What is the principle that God used to correct that? He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. We've got to realize that there's some general principles in society that we have as Christians that out of love for children, out of love for our neighbor, that we need to protect society from. And if society is not doing itself, and if the judges and the courts are saying this is okay, it, you can defy this. This is not okay. It's not legal. And it's not our country. We got somebody from Colorado just visited us. They said they wrote a letter to the editor up there that this is a Christian nation. They got five letters back in there blasting him. This is not a Christian nation. And I tell you, some of the mentalities that I saw yesterday coming in on feedback, I would say the same thing about these, them. They, they do not understand the spirit of Christianity. And again, Our Lady has this personality that's beautiful. They're saying she won't, get, she won't even speak about certain sins simply because of our purity and our, and our love and what she represents. But as man, to establish peace, there's going to be a purification, a purification of society. And that might take men, become a man of standing up against these things. It ain't going to just happen. Well, I'm just going to pray. Anytime you pray and you fast, God always makes it happen through man. There's going to be actions. And I'm not naive that the courts would be great to change this, but they're not doing it, and they're not going to do it. So don't come tell me, well, we've got to do it this way. We've got to go through the courts. We're to obey all authority. It's true. But you got to look at the spirit. Again, you only look at the fluff. You don't sit there and say, well, we've got to obey it because the court said that. Baloney. If it's against natural law, the Pope himself said, do not obey it. So what do we do? What well, we do what Peter and John did. Peter and John was told, don't speak his name anymore. They were hauled before the court. And they, they, they start proclaiming him right in front of them. So they beat him. And they says, okay, we'll just beat you and lash you, and, and, but you don't ever say Jesus' name again. They went right from that beating with the whip still on them and started preaching in the, in the court. 
outside the court about Jesus. But see, is that in contradiction of obey all authority? There's certain things that we're supposed to obey authority in everything. Give unto Caesar's what render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. It's not Caesar's right to break natural law and to go in and get children and teach them something that's so vile that everybody should be turning these schools upside down. The books and everything they teach them. They should they should do whatever they have to do to get rid of it. You know, it's interesting in the Bible verse that you had just read that in the same, uh, Jesus speaks about uh, peace, wishing your peace upon the house, and in the same breath he speaks about shaking the dust from your feet in Sodom and Gomorrah. But an interesting part of this message that you were speaking about earlier uh, was that Our Lady said, do not forget that you live in a time of grace in which God gives you great graces through my presence. And while a lot of times we it's looked upon Our Lady's presence as being such a beautiful thing, and of course it is, but what are the implications worldwide of the presence of Our Lady upon the earth um, if Jesus said that Sodom and Gomorrah would, have, would uh, rise up in judgment, or they, have, they would have it less, uh, that town would have it worse than Sodom and Gomorrah because simply of the presence of uh, Jesus upon the earth. How would, how would that not hold, or would that not be the same for the presence of Our Lady on the earth right now? Well, by biblical principle, you're exactly right. If Jesus said that because His name and they have such grace because He's there and He's telling them, they bring the word there, He's going to deliver them. And Our Lady's coming to us and saying, establish this, this peace because of His presence and you got this great grace. You know, what's the consequences? She says, now you're in a time of grace. You know, but what's going to happen when they reject her? Our Lady said the message. Do not reject the name of God or you'll be rejected. That's pretty tough stuff. Now, she don't go in detail what that means, but penetrate that. What does that mean? You know, what does it mean when God rejects you? Well, in the book of Romans, in the first chapter, it says um, that God gave man over to himself. God forbid when we're turned over to self, we become complete animals. You know, there's, there's going to be no way to keep, we, we got to have the management of God's grace and pour forth upon us all the time. And this is what this, these messages are, a management system. She's bringing to this new, new technological world, an advanced, so to speak, world, that, that this is the management system and the, and the manual to go under. Here's my words. This is how to operate. And I, I took this verbatim. I took this and put this in reality in my life. And, and why you could say, well, the tone of his voice is, got a spirit of anger. I admit that. Don't even think I'm not angry about it. I'm angry what's happened in Massachusetts. Very angry. And I'm angry first at the fathers for not doing what they need to be doing up there. You can't tell me any father out there that's got his child out there on the street and somebody pulls a gun on him that he wouldn't do whatever is necessary to defend them even given his own life, that, that anybody, a parent up in Massachusetts has their, their child in school being taught the things they're teaching right now, and they're not doing nothing about it, it'll go better for them than Sodom and Gomorrah, or worse for them, rather. But the ignorance excuses, yes. But find out. You look into this. You people check this out and see. And, and there, there should be 200 fathers rise up and say, you ain't going to happen. You don't have to take weapons. I'm not talking about that. You just say, no, it ain't going to happen. 
you know, by the conviction and the force of living and fasting and praying, you can go in and stop things fast. You know, 75 years ago, I wrote that yesterday. Men in a blink of an eye would stop these things. You're not going to teach my kid that. And I tell you what, if I'm alone, you wouldn't teach my kid that if I had to stand up alone. But there's no reason a whole hundred fathers can do, do something to change that. But to answer specifically, the presence of related to great grace is, is I'm speaking about things in society. We, we changed our life here. I've been in peace all day. I read the message and I saw it. And, oh, this is beautiful. I want to do this. I want to live this. And on the template of this message, making it a, a, a transparent template, I lay this on our life here. We got, we've got this. We sought peace. We worked for it. There were some battles. We had to establish it. We got structured prayer life. We prayed three hours a day to four hours a day, depending on if we can make it mass that day. We, we've got our, our school set up this way. We've got our work for our lady this way. We've got the, the whole agricultural side, the agrarian way of life. And, and the template, this message fits as a template over the, as, and you lay it clearly over the community caritas, and it says the community caritas. And I, I've had peace all day about it. And I, I haven't lost my peace now. Jesus didn't lose, lose his peace when he made a whip and drove the people and the animals, not just animals, but he drove people with the whip out of the temple. And so I'm disturbed that people only will see this love and fluff side when it's just as much Jesus' character, what he did and erupted in the temple, that sometimes we've got to sit there and say, you're not going to impose this kind of wicked system in my town. Are in my home. And so this parallel, how this works, it first establishes in the home. you got to establish peace there. From there, you carry it after you get peace in the family into your town and change it. And don't accept these things and these systems they're imposing on you. We invite you to an experience of a lifetime. Come to the five-day annual retreat, December 8th through 12th, of reconciling ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. It will not only recharge you, but change your life. America was given a beautiful gift on Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988. The Virgin Mary appeared in an open field consecrating the spot by her heavenly visitation. Today Our Lady appeared and she was very happy when she came. She announced through the Medjugorje visionary, Maria Linetti, she was here to help us and she would intercede for you to God with all your intentions. Experience Our Lady. Experience Retreat. Experience Christmas. Experience a place fragranced with the queen of the angels herself and leave moved deep within your heart. With Our Lady appearing 26 years in Medjugorje, come to a special place she's visited and designated and allow Our Lady to enlighten you in regard to God's plans to renew the face of the earth, nay, even all of creation. For more information, call Caritas of Birmingham at 
You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You know, this spot just talked about come to a place, you know, and this is a place of peace. And people come here and they, they feel this peace. In July, thousands of people said, I felt that. When Maria's been here on many times and occasions, they say that. When people come here without Maria here, they say that they found peace. And because the peace was established here. And, and the, the way it works is that you have to establish it within yourself first. You can't force it on anybody else. And, you, and you, the first war is within yourself. You war. Paul said that. I have, you know, the flesh contending with the spirit. So you fight these battles. You go through conversion. You feel this peace. You get this inner serenity. And you incorporate these things and manifest into your life. From that point, what happens is that then that, that will change into your family. Not always perfectly, not as you wish, but if you really pray, you fast, you continue, and you, and you can establish it in your family and win that war through many, many battles. And I don't mean you go knock and hit and force. I mean, you witness, be insulted, be changing, whatever it may be. However, you may be fortunate, you have a blessing where, where you're all together. But once you establish that structure of peace, and it's a whole lot easier raising little children in that peace than coming back at a certain age and trying to change your life and do different things that that adds to the tension because you're going one way the, 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 with Our Lady and the family's going the other way. But whatever stage you're in, you have to do that. So it goes from your inner peace, yourself, your conversion, and then bring your family to peace. And and from there, that was my walk, and that's many people's walk out there. Then the community here started, and I had to establish these sways in that into the community. And it wasn't easy because people came from different places and different things and different ideas. And all that had to be purified. Had a hard to be changed. We did it with much prayer, much fasting. We're doing a 54-day novena now. Really for, for, for love in the community, for tenderness here. Because we know we're at the stage now where when you come here, you feel the peace. You're coming into the community. When you, when you, those of you who are listening, those who are here this in the future have, have had contact even in our mission house, we hear people, when they, they've been all over Medjugorje, they walk in our mission house, they say, oh, I feel peace here. People say, I've, I've not felt any, this, this strong peace anywhere in the village. Now, is it us? No, it's the gift of peace. We did what Our Lady asked us to do. She gave us this gift. The gift is from God. We can't create peace, but we can maintain peace. Now, a woman has a gift to create peace. She does that every morning or she creates war. And man ain't going to do nothing if a woman wants war. But, but, but still, that comes from God. And that gift to establish that happened here. It happened with me. and I wanted it. I, see, I, I sought that. I looked for that in time of grace. And then from there, in the family. And from the family into the community. And so now we're looking at establishing this. And everything we had to fight and fight for to establish and put God here and God in our life and make a seamless world, a seamless world where where our kids see no disconnection between talking to me physically or somebody else in the community physically as they would to God. That, that as we walk our grounds, we've got a porthole from heaven to the earth here at Caritas. It's a gift. We can't make that happen, but prayer evolved that in fasting. And so all those things that we're getting rid of was the purification or battles and fight. It's not like you think it was just within ourselves and bringing people to the teachings of our messages of Our Lady and incorporate that in our life. And, and that making peace here, which means God's here with us, you sense that. But now it's time for us to go out and start looking at society. And so that's why I'm strong about these systems. 
you got you got to get rid of that because that's not of God. There's no peace in society. There's no peace in that school when a little six-year-old kid has been taught the vile things they're being taught. So there cannot be peace there. And the only way to get peace is you stand up against this, uh, the system. But people have been sold down this uh, satanic lie of tolerance. You know, Christian, Christian, something's wrong when you're, you're not spiritual enough. If your indignation level doesn't rise enough up that you're ready to take some action on a lot of things going on in society. Don't be silent. We've, that's what Christ in the book, booklet's about. Get the booklet if you need some thing. If you've got it, reread it. Don't be quiet. Don't be inactionable. Don't sit there on the sidelines. Act on it. And if you've fasted and you've prayed for several years, you're going to have power and conviction power that you don't know you have with the Spirit of God. Don't worry what you're saying to do. I mean, I went years ago to my Catholic school here. This is, this is pre-Medjugorje. I was doing these things. They were going to show a movie to my fourth grader. And, and I knew the movie was bad. I went and rented it and watched it, and, and it used God's name in vain. I went to the principal's office and that five minutes before they were ready to play. I said, you're not going to play this. Oh, well, we sent a note home, and we said that if any parents don't want this shown in, in, to the kids, then we could pull them out. I said, no, you don't understand. This uses God's name in vain, and this is a Catholic school. You're not going to show it. And she leaned over with her fist on the table and leaned in my face and says, we're going to show it. And my wife, who was with me, leaned over with her fist on the table and said, it uses God's name in vain. And then I added, fine, I'm going to go see the priest right now. We're going to have a, we're going to have a big, big war here. When I said that, she walked right across the hall. I could hear her talking to all the kids in front of the TV set already. And she said, we're not going to show the movie. And she said, I just made this decision. I walked in behind her and said, no, she didn't make the decision. I made the decision. Come fight this. This is wrong, and no, nobody should be watching this. I left. Okay. Now, you can't do that if you're just going to be converted yesterday like St. Paul. St. Paul sat quiet for eight years. You go through prayer and you fast, and you confront these things. Don't sit on this stuff. And a lot of violence is happening in Catholic schools, not just some public school system. Uh, reproductive teachings, and I won't say it any other way. Uh, being taught in school is wrong, whether it's a Catholic school or a public school or any school. That's not where it should be taught. That should be taught to the church or to the family. You want somebody to be teaching that to your kid in the school that's not in prayer, that's not looking at it from a sanctimonious point of view or a biblical point of view, they're just teaching totally secularized. You want that taught to your school? You're lying it. And this is having Catholic schools. Confront these things. Be a fighter and realize what I'm saying. And this establishes peace. Purified out of it. You've got battles with this. And remember, people get this confused. Well, you're being intolerable. Tolerable. Yes, be intolerable. Tolerate the, 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 the person who could be steeped in sin, but what they're promoting, you ain't got to put up with that stuff. And you do whatever you got to do. And that means if some of these teachers need to be cast out, they need to be cast out just like they did out of the temple. So, what is love? John displays love in what he wrote in a strange way. John loved Jesus the most. He was his most loved disciple, apostle. And John himself, in his writings, you'll see that love is dis best displayed by obedience. I was in Mexico once, and this guy, we, we were, he was a pilgrim. We had like 40, 50 pilgrims. 
and we were going into this building, and everybody walked by. He said, I love you. I love you. I love you. He's a deacon. I love you. I love you. It's so shallow. This is not love. This is what I said. This is a human love. That don't mean nothing. You know, when you stand up for the love of children, for that protection, and and not worry about what people think, or, or even, you know, whatever you got to do, just like these guys did in Boston. This is, this is love. Now, you can't do it with malice or hatred. If you got that in your heart, you're in sin. But you're not in sin because you're going to stop unnatural law. You're not in sin because of that. You can't be motivated by hate except hate for the sin, not the individual. So we need to fight these things that's being established in a Christian society. You couldn't do nothing but be fed to the lands 2,000 years ago. We're letting this happen to us, and they have no right to do that. And so where there's love, there's peace. To establish that is very important. You know, if you got faith, there's a chance. You have to put faith in this, and that, that brings hope. And hope is a dream, and then there's love, there's peace. And if you want peace, again, you come here and you say, oh, this is nice. It's, well, we drove everything we knew out of this whole place, out of our home, out of these grounds, out of this place, everything that's not of God. We drove it, we changed it, we, we restructured everything. We live this seamless world, and we have peace here. But we can do the same thing as duplication. Our Lady wanted this established to do the same thing in society. We need to purify and start changing. So we need to reconcile. There needs to be reconciliation between us and God and everything in society. These systems set up that need to be tore down. Because where there's love, there's peace. And you will not have it until you have the love and you have the strength to tear it, carry it out.
Uh, it's not coincidental that the novena today that began today, for those of you who had visited Medja.com, you saw it on the homepage. The novena that began today, part of the seven novenas, is the novena for the family. And uh, it's not coincidental what a friend of Medjugorje wrote yesterday, um, not even looking at the novena uh, in, light of, uh, in light of this. Um, it's interesting of his, uh, his words corresponded to uh, the defense of the family. And for those of you that did not receive a copy of what was mailed to our Medjlist from the desk of a friend of Medjugorje, is what it's titled, uh, you can write in to Medj.com and request a copy of that. Uh, you can go to the, click on the Contact Us link on the left-hand side, and uh, there's a, a link there for making a comment. You can just write in there that you would like to receive a copy of uh, the recent From a Desk of a Friend of Medjugorje. The next show, of course, will be on Thursday, October 2nd. That will uh, correspond to Our Lady's apparition and message to Mariana for uh, non-believers. And uh, so also in light of tonight's broadcast and Our Lady's message and um, the words that were spoken tonight are certainly words that we should ponder in our daily life, and our daily walk with Our Lady. Uh, it should also be pointed out, too, that uh, Jesus and His cleansing of the temple um, that this attitude in his life and how he lived, that he was raised by Our Lady, and that Our Lady was his teacher. And so uh, Jesus learned the things he did from, uh, from her. So uh, that should also be pointed out as well. Well, love, I don't want to... <clears throat> it's easy to misinterpret uh, some of the things said tonight, and, and I'm certainly not going to back up from what I said. What I want to say is that there's a, there's a, uh, a balance of the two. Jesus incredibly loved Judas after betrayal. And you'll be betrayed and you'll have to continue to love. You'll have to continue to love people you don't want to. But we've got to really see that there's got to be a balance on the other side of the things too. That Jesus did have confrontations, often in the temple. Uh, there's times when he, he, he called the uh, attorneys vipers and, and uh, you know, others dogs. So there's a misconception of the real Jesus and, and Jesus was, Jesus was tough, but nobody never felt, didn't feel that was repentant, didn't feel his love, or those who came to question him. Uh, those who were standing in his face in defiance, he was very caustic to in his words. And I remember often the scriptures talked about they wanted him to attack Jesus, but they were scared of the people. <laughs> Why? Because the people do just what they did in Sarajevo today. 
uh, you know, they, were, they, they better watch themselves. And so we've, we've lost this manly spirit that, and we've depended too much on 911. And just a word or just to, just to say you ain't going to do it will stop a lot of things because the, the systems being set up have no power except our tolerance. Our intolerance deflates them just like sticking a pin in a balloon. It goes away. But because we, we've been so conditioned to, to not do anything, and that's 911 causes, it's just what happened in Virginia Tech. Same thing. They're, they're all taught, and we have a whole generation, and a couple of generations have been conditioned to, to not to do anything, call 911. We had a problem down here a year ago, somebody parking in the driveway. We had our car parking in two of our driveways. We knew what they were doing, they were casing the place out. I went and blocked him and got his driver's license. Later, a sheriff came by and found out and says, well, you can't do that. I said, don't tell me I can't do that. I got it. Where's the law? And so we've been so conditioned that we can't do anything because something may go wrong that, that everything's going wrong. You know, take your stand. Don't worry about calling 911. Look at what you have to do and give your life if you have to. You know, I've done it many times. I know people around here is doing it. We, we, we're wired that way now. You know, we're not active in... in and doing things that would take very little activity and very little confrontation if we confronted it. And so we've got to become a people like that, that it's not quiet, that's peaceful, and we don't have to be ugly and nasty. We can be, re- Peter says, be respectful. You can even be respectful. You just ain't going to do it. And if you get that in your heart, you'll see the way it can happen. So our hour's up. We will be with you again shortly next week and we certainly give you some things to ponder about and go deep into these messages and really look at them and, and don't let it destroy your inner peace be, be angry with the things that's going on confront those but build the peace and this closeness and the beautiful relationship Our Lady has with us in our homes so tonight we want to thank you for bringing us into your homes we want to leave you with the peace of Our Lady and with what she wants to accomplish. And we wish you her tonight. We love you. Good night.